Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And we're going to be talking about how to create a bond, what creates bonds in intimate relationships in your marriages. I'm going to share really um, one of those one of those experiences that just happened between a husband and a wife, and other people don't know. But yet we ooze, we will ooze the tension. We will ooze the calamity. We will ooze. And it will come in the way we quickly judge the how much time we'll give people to do it right versus doing it wrong. How quick we'll snap back at people. How quick we'll judge them to exit. How many times, how many friendships, everything that we have to cut off. And have we judged those? Because we bring all of that stuff. We bring those secret offenses that happen in our marriage to the table. But what creates the bond when those are happening? And in the last part two, I shared being introspective. And I also shared being able to build them externally. So I want to continue the conversation in this part three about how to build a bond in marriage in that intimate relationship. Number one, the intimate relationship, that marriage should be the most important one. Your children are not the most important relationship. They're the most invested where we put a ton of our time. That is the one where we unify to build them, to teach them, to rear them. And even that doesn't always work. But the most important relationship you have, because those kids, you need to get them out as far as get them into social circles, get them into experimenting. What is their life going to look like? What are they going to do? You've got to move them on. So, so if you are anchoring in your children and I've done it, so I know exactly what we do and how we mourn the loss when our children leave the nest, but that is the job. Nobody ever told us that. And I would have really liked to have known because I don't know that I would have had seven. I don't know that I would have had any. I don't know. Maybe I would have had them all. When I look at my life now, absolutely would have had them all. Love it. All It's been amazing. Joyful. Just all sorts of leveling me, you know, testing every emotional, you know, molecule I have in my body. But they need to find their own joy and happiness. I cannot pull them. I cannot use my power over them to keep them. I need to let them go. And then they come back. And as adults, we bond together. And the only difference now is I have wisdom. I have wisdom in that you know they don't have because I'm decades ahead of them. So we're, we're going to mentally push them out, but we need to refocus on that bond because that's what happened to me as well. When my kids all left the nest, I had had more than two decades of having people in my house 24-7, always. Can you imagine more than two decades of never being alone in a house? Never being alone in a house and then not having anyone. So I do know the depths that we go to when they leave. And then we look around and we go, aha, he over there, she over there, who is that? I don't, I don't even like them (laughs) or they're not the same. 
They're different. They've put on 50 pounds. They have other interests. They aren't spending any time with me. So what do we do? Yes, we go introspective. But not just that. When you're being introspective and you're thinking about all the things that you like about that person, what caused you to marry them, like we talked about in part two, the next part of that is what do you bring? Here's the thing. And I really um, love the power of women. But here's where we can break. One of the many places that we can break. But here's one of the places we break. We go, I don't want to be the one. He should be the one. I don't want to do that. He should do that. So when I say, how do we create bonds? We're doing it through hardships. This is a hardship. This is a hardship when you're in that period of your marriage and it could be a short season, a point, it could be a traumatic loss that you experience that causes you to divorce. When you're in that spot, you need to be a vulnerable. Are you vulnerable? Do you tell him? Do you tell her? Do you tell her what's hurting? Do you expose yourself like you did when you were younger? I mean, we've got over three decades I know I stopped exposing myself to him emotionally as all the little offenses have happened, as all the tragedies have happened, all the challenges have happened. I've shut down. I've learned to cope. I've had to go introspective, but it's introspective to survive. And then we cut them out. Do we expose ourselves? Are we vulnerable? Do we say words like, Oh, baby, it hurts. I got to tell you, the pain is cutting into me. Do we say things like that? Do you remember how you were younger? Do you remember how you would say goofy, witty, romantic things? Do you remember how you would entice them, entice each other? Are you willing to do that again? Or have you stopped in your mind and said, it's not my responsibility. You want to get, you want to build the bond. It's your responsibility. It's not mine. And it's certainly not his or hers. Your intimacy, your marriage, your bond in your marriage is your responsibility. That is it. Now, I'm going to share this because I want you to understand context. You know that my husband had a brain injury almost three decades ago, but he had a brain injury, came home different. He had an accident in 2021, he came home different. Three different personalities that I've dealt with through this three, more than three decades of marriage. Um, And he's been cruel and he's been in a lot of pain. And I have felt dismissed. And he has not even looked at me. He could go a month and not even pay attention to who I am. I know what it's like to not be loved the same way. I know the deep despair, the brokenness that you feel when you are not loved 
the way it started. So please do not think that I am coming to you just to rant and finger point. I'm not. I am a conflict resolution expert. I did that because of my own brokenness. And I can tell you out of the 4,000 and something conflict experts, people, not experts, but people that there are in the United States, I can tell you that there are very, very few that got anything for themselves out of it, that it did, it changed them. Very, very few. And that's why I know this stuff. So when I say, I know what it's like not to be loved, and then I tell us together it's our responsibility to look and at the way we can rebond with each other. I am speaking from experience and I am bequeathing it, sharing it, exposing myself to you so that you can do it too or know it too. Look, if we lose our marriages, it is on our heads. And to your spouse, I say, if you, you lose your marriage, it is on your head, but it is not our job, whoever is listening to me, to worry about whether they get it or not. You are to only worry about whether you get it. So if you want to rebond, take a look inside. <clears throat> ask yourself how vulnerable you're going to be and ask yourself what you want out of your marriage and what are you willing to do to get that out of your marriage. If you're the one who stops and says, no, no, I can't say that anymore. That's not who I am anymore. Then answer the question, who are you? And what will she do? And I'll do a part four on this. If you ever have a question, if you ever have a question, just ask.